be heavy. I like heavy stuff. I'm into that heavy stuff. It's gotta be heavy. The heavy sound, heavy beat. Rebel 1017 presents the Heavy in Ottawa podcast with Laura Collins and James Reed. Brought to you by The Coven, Ottawa's heavy metal themed restaurant, 93 Murray Street in the Byward Market. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's Heavy in Ottawa. This is Laura. And I'm James. I'm going to let James to do most of the talking uh, on this episode because I am pretty sick. So uh, what's going on on this week's episode? This week, our spotlight act is going to be Yarns. We'll also be keeping you up to date with the latest events listing. But first, we have Anthony Cardozo here from Ottawa's newest venue, Sinkhole. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. So, um, you run this venue with a few different people, is that right? That's right, yeah. Who's, uh, who's all in charge? So, uh, for the most part, spearheading things is myself and two guys who've been running Ottawa Showbox, which is an online music publication and concert promotion okay. company. Uh, so, my, my good friends, Matthias and Eric. Uh, so, the three of us are, are, are spearheading things for the most part. And then, uh, also, our other partners in the space are the owners of Black Squirrel Books, where oh, I've been cool. working as the um, booker and event coordinator for mm-hmm. the better part of the last two years. I actually left there in October, but it's it's all good. It's all love with those guys. And yeah. So they're partners in the space as well, and they were just looking for some extra storage for books. <laughs> and they're <laughs> going to be a lot of books. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're actually going to be uh, holding book sales there. Oh, as that's well cool. Every month or so, starting in the new year. Right on. Yeah. So when did you guys open up? We just got access to the space in July, and then we had a soft opening event with an, an art show at the end of August, then we had our grand opening at the end of September, so it's still pretty fresh. Cool. Yeah. How many shows have you had so far? Ooh, two or three a week since the end of September, so 20-something, probably closing in on 30 by now. Right on, good. Yeah. And is it like just every day of the week, whenever people want to book? We do try to keep a pretty open booking policy, but for the most part, shows are just between Thursday and Sunday. Do you do all your own booking, or is this? do you work with promoters as well? We definitely work with a bunch of local promoters, people like First Crush, like Debaser, Soto, or Sitting on the Outside are uh, some really great independent local promoters that we work with. But we also do a lot of our own kind of curation, I would say, where we reach out to an artist and say, hey, you know, we love your stuff, we'd love to have you and try to make it work with them from there. So it's a pretty even mix of those things. And what kind of, sh- like just all kinds of genres? and Yeah, I mean, like our kind of reflex or our like wheelhouse and stuff that we're used to booking is like like rock and roll, punk and hardcore, okay, yeah. and that kind of stuff. But this space also lends itself really well to like ambient and experimental stuff, jazz and classical music as well. So we're really open to, to you everything. You guys said your soft opening was an art show too. So yeah. even venturing outside of the musical domain and Definitely, yeah. all sorts of artistic stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, a venue, is it? You, you actually can rent the space for video shoots and photo shoots, etc. Exactly, yeah. So the space, it's, it's just a garage with 15-foot high ceilings and plain white walls. So it's very much a blank canvas that people can kind of do whatever they want with. And everybody kind of brings in their own like set of possibilities when they walk in there. So yeah, video shoots, photo shoots, all kinds of stuff. What kind of gear do you have there? Like if you think of renting it as a space for a video shoot or photo shoot, you had mentioned uh, before we started recording that you have some lighting and you have, um, and whatnot, but w- would that be, would that only apply for the shows or? Um, so for, for live music, we do have an in-house PA and we have a roster of, of sound technicians to, to run the PA. So. Um, if there are bands coming in and the show needs a tech, then we can take care of hiring that. We have the gear in-house. 
and uh, it's just like a, a you know, a, a nominal fee to, to, to pay the tech and, and use the gear. Um, and for, for photo shoots, we have a big white backdrop that we can put up. Um, but as far as lighting and other equipment for, for photo shoots and video shoots, that's stuff that people renting the space can, can bring themselves. Yeah. So how do you, uh, if somebody wants to book there, how do they go about doing that? Uh, we have a web form on our website. It's sinkhole.com, C-I-N-Q-H-O-L-E.com. And you can also hit us up uh, by email at sinkhole at gmail.com. Uh, you can message us through Instagram and Facebook as well, but we do take most of the bookings through email. Okay. Yeah. And what uh, what made you want to start this, or all of you guys, really, for that matter? Oh, man. It's... It's honestly been a dream for all of us for yeah. so long. I mean, I've been playing in bands since I was a teenager, and Eric and Matias have also been going to shows longer. They're they're both a little bit a little bit older than me, um, but you know we've all just been like life like massive lifelong fans of of music and and of show and going to shows and stuff. And um, anytime we'd see like commercial spaces. Be kind of become available mm-hmm. on, the, on the market in town. We always go. We always like kind of like message each other. Oh, that little group that'd chat. Be, oh, that'd be a cool spot. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a cool spot. Oh, can we afford it? Hell no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, when this came up, we just like we couldn't not go for it. Was so. the space used for something artistic before, or was it something completely different? Yeah. Um, so the space was actually an event space before we okay. got access to it. It was it was operating under the name General Assembly, hmm. and uh, a couple named Bruno and Sophia who were running it, was like super lovely people, were doing like working super hard to make it happen. They kept kind of a lower profile than we have so far. We really tried to like really hustle to spread the word about this place. Okay, uh, but. They're like very like passionate, hardworking, very humble people. So like, yeah, they kept a bit of a lower profile, but did a lot of really cool events with mostly ambient and experimental and noise music and just like really, really, really interesting stuff. And they're just like super supportive and enthusiastic and hardworking people. So yeah, General Assembly was running there for about two and a half years or so before we got access. But before they got in there, it was just a welder's shop with just plain cinder block walls and hmm. piles of junk everywhere. So yeah. Bruno and Sophia really turned it into Something what totally it is. Different. Honestly, we didn't, we haven't changed much about it since we got in there. So the drywall that's up, the bathroom that's in there, they built all that stuff. So, you know, credit where it's due for, for sure. sure. Yeah. So right now you guys aren't licensed. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. You're planning to in the future though? Yeah. Yeah. So we're right now we're just kind of wading into the process of, of getting the full liquor license. Okay. Yeah. How much longer do you think that's all going to take? Um, we're ballparking. We'll have it by spring. Okay. Yeah. So we've got, we've got some construction to do to like build, build a, build a new bathroom. Stuff. Well, wow. the, we have a, a bar unit, like a counter that's built already. Okay. That we've kind of been using just like either to sell beers on, on nights where we have permits or, or just to sell like juice and pop and stuff otherwise. But we will be like building another bathroom to get the capacity up. So there's some 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 uh, heavier renos we have to do over the winter. Okay. So we're kind of planning all that out now. Yeah. And uh, I mean, really, just as soon as possible. <laughs> Are you going to be um, selling food as well, or? Uh, no, we Maybe don't really have there. like the facilities or the space in there to to make food, but. People can definitely get their events catered and stuff. Like we're also open to to like booking private parties and stuff too, which some people have done already. Mm-hmm. And if someone wants to cater their event, that's 
totally fine with us to bring some food in. So, right on. Yeah. And uh, what about parking? Parking. We have two parking spots right outside the door that are ours. Uh, we're kind of located in a parking lot that's used by. Uh, residents who live like right next door to us. So like in residential or Yeah, it's okay. residential parking. So um I would say if anyone's like coming to a show and is looking for parking, I would I would just say street parking. Yeah. It is mostly free on the weekends in the yep. neighborhood. So uh hopefully it shouldn't be too hard to find a spot out there. Actually I don't think we've touched on this, but what is the address of Sinkhole? Oh the address is five B Fairmont Avenue. Right on. So it's on Fairmont or kind of right off Fairmont, right off Wellington. It's like down a little alley right behind the bridgehead in Hintonburg. So it's a little tucked away, but there's a big old five B on the building. So <laughs> if you're walking on Fairmont right off Wellington, you'll see it if you're looking for it. And I imagine that's half of the inspiration for the name. Yeah, actually, I can't take credit for the name. Our friend Connor came up with the name. and it's clever. I and like it. Yeah, I mean, it was just a dumb joke, but it's stuck. And it's pretty Ottawa. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Very Ottawa. And, and funny enough, on uh, the day of our grand opening, which was September 28th, there was that was the same day that that, that sinkhole opened up in the Byward Market. Oh, my God. Like down between your I remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Outside yeah. Zach's Diner. yeah. Yeah, it was the same day. So we're like, well, two new sinkholes opened up today. <laughs> Couldn't have planned it better ourselves. <laughs> Maybe you did plan it, though. Well, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I can't comment. Some crazy stuff. <laughs> um, so do you guys have a lot more shows going on for the rest of the year? Are you starting to wind down for Christmas? We're definitely taking a bit of a break over the holiday. Like the Christmas week, we have nothing going on. Okay. Like, we're all going to be busy with family stuff, and that's... Something that's been really important to us is just to kind of like keep that life balance a bit, and we like lean on each other a lot and help each other out if we need like a night off or whatever. Yeah. So, are you guys um, all at every show or almost? Yeah, yeah, at least two of the three of us are at every show. But we've also had like a bunch of friends uh, reach out to help with with doing doors or working the bar mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So we're lucky to have some some really some like really supportive, supportive friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but we have a, f a few a few more shows coming up in December before we take a break for the holidays, but then in January kicking it right back into full gear. Right on, man. Well, I think that's pretty much it. Um thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks again for um, having me. Actually, one last thing. Do you got do you have uh, like the upcoming list of events just for the next little while that people should be coming to check out? Yeah, actually this Saturday uh, we're presenting uh, a band from New York City called Pop 1280. Okay. A really cool, like, industrial post-punk band. And they're playing with uh, Ottawa Gatineau favorites, Scattered Clouds. Okay. It's going to be heavy. It's going to be weird. It's going to be super cool. On Friday, we actually have an art show. Like, loads of local artists are going to be selling their, selling their paintings. It's not a, not, a, not a live music event, but uh, it should be really cool anyway. So this is an open event for anyone. As That's well. right. Yeah, all of our, I mean, like all of the the events, like Fridays and Saturdays and stuff. Those are all like open to the public. They're all also all ages. Okay, cool. So guess, you know, yeah. kids are always welcome. You know, we were lucky enough to have a lot of cool all ages stuff going on when we were teenagers. So we really want to pass the torch in that way, and you know, always give, always try to give the kids something to do. Indoctrinate the next generation. Yeah, I gotta hook them <laughs> young, you know? Gotta, That's it. That's it. Bored kids will just get in trouble. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Come listen to music and look at art and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right on, man. Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks All the for best with me. the venue. Thank and, you. And uh, we're going to be keeping our eyes peeled for uh, some more events at Sinkhole, Ottawa's newest, coolest, not a Sinkhole venue. 
<laughs> no, the ground is solid. I can assure you of that. <laughs> no water, except where it's supposed to be. Right on, man. Take care. Yeah, thanks. Stick around. We've got yarns coming up next. But first, this is Rebel and the Rapture.
for this week's Spotlight Band, we have Martin, the mastermind behind Yarns. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you, mastermind. Wow, that's a <laughs> big word. I mean, for anybody that's seen you play live, it's definitely the damn truth. Thank you. <laughs> um, so the first thing, and I, I wasn't even going to try and figure this out on my own. I'm just going to let you do it. But what would you describe your genre as? Well, it's a one-man band. Like, and I'm, I'm doing like that little thing with my fingers. Air quotes band, right but, now. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'd say it's mainly like instrumental and very soundtrack-like. And when I play live, it's it's. I mean, if you listen to this CD, it's it it mixes like proses and instrumental music, very like introspective sort of sound. But when I play live, it's more like a, a rock show. I'd say maybe it's pretentious, but I, I I'd say like it's it, uh, cinematic would be. I think that's style. totally accurate. Oh, cool. Okay. I think that's I was afraid to accurate. say that word. No, nope, <laughs> yeah. no. Nope. That's very accurate. Yeah. Um, so you've got a lot of stuff going on live. Um, yes. <laughs> you've also got a lot of stuff going on in the recordings. But let's go first. I want you to tell us about that a bit, about what exactly you have going on in that little laboratory of stuff that you bring on stage with you. Yeah. So I, I perform with a, a pedal board mainly. Or every everything is actually played live, and when it's not played, you know, when I use like external like drums, everything is modulated live. That's kind of like m- the guideline when I perform. I I want everything to kind of like come out of my hands. Yeah. Uh, and if not, like I, I want to tweak it all all the time. I don't know if that makes sense, but like yep, uh, it's sure. it's really based not just on play. on pedals, and uh, I perform with a keyboard and a guitar and a ukulele, and I have for the future sets like more instruments coming to it's going to be ridiculous but you also have other stuff that you haven't told us about right now uh like toys like toys yeah yes. yeah <laughs> yeah I, yeah I, I well i'm a big nerd and uh i i i use toys or like little buzzers and stuff like that that i i record through the pickup of I think my there's guitar. like a dinosaur action figure one time or something it, like it's that it's sauron from lord of the rings there it is uh, yeah <laughs> I, st- I, I actually stole it from um my younger brother in Belgium. Uh, <laughs> I was like working, I, it was on one of the first songs I was working for Yarns. I was like, I need a monster sound. And then uh, he said, well, I have this guy. And <laughs> I played it over the guitar and I was like, wow, what if I had like a pitch shifter on it and then like reverse it. And then it made a monster sound that that is a beat in the in the set. Uh, when you said toys, I wasn't really sure what we were talking <laughs> about. But <laughs> But like action figures. Okay, so action figures. Mind out of the gutter. Oh, yeah. oh, that's not what I was thinking at all. <laughs> okay. So, so toys that make noises. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I have a I have a fart machine too that I I, <laughs> I got at Chapters, and uh, I use it a lot. But again, like I never use the sound as it is. Like I always like modulate it live when I when I play. Yeah. So I have that and. Um, yeah, yeah, like uh, I call it my spaceship, like my it's all my much things, like, like and uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a nerd, like I said. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really cool. So, how did you get into doing all that? Uh, being selfish, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I used to for a long time when I was in Belgium. Uh, I was I was playing in a band, uh, a metal band, actually. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Like, and we we toured like for quite a bit, and I I, I became. Uh, like the composer of that. Okay. It was like very like like a hardcore band, like very much like uh, Dillinger Escape Plan and all. And uh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm I am a metalhead. I'm not like <laughs> when I'm saying that I love I love metal, 
and then like after a while I, I was like I, I just I just want to do something where I'm the only one in charge and mm -hmm. uh, I answer to everything like the artwork the music and I wanted to challenge myself to be by by myself on the stage and plus performing with looping pedals is always a little scary because you can't really fuck up even though that happens a lot and so yeah like uh, I, I was like I, I just want to do it by myself and also I always wanted to do instrumental music because okay. I, I don't know why I'm so drawn to it but I like when there's no lyrics it just like opens up the imagination but uh, there is I guess probably not during the songs but you do have written parts that you have played I think live as well but definitely on the album yeah right? actually I started like really putting yarns together when I moved to Canada yeah and I was uh, my my first year and a half here I was really like wandering around just traveling and uh, in each place I stopped or lived like I I wrote like a sort of like poem okay and a song then I randomly met this actress from Ottawa in a museum in Toronto and she has a great voice and I was like look I, I have like these texts like do you want to correct my English first and uh do you want to be the voice on the album and she said yes so that's kind of like a something that ties everything together that voice like a like a thread of yarn yeah uh, yeah <laughs> so that's actually let's go on to that where does the name come from Yarns. There are so many reasons. Uh, um, I, first of all, I like the word. I think it's a beautiful <laughs> word. A it sounds reason. a little bit like yawn, you know, like like when you're tired and like it's kind of like sleepy music. But that's not the reason why. When I moved here, I got a tattoo like uh, of an owl, and uh, it was for my grandma who raised me, and she loved owls. And anyway, I went back home, and my mom hates tattoo, and she saw it. And she was like, "What is that? Even like, it looks like a ball of yarn." And I was like, oh, wow, that's an interesting word. If it's that one on your forearm, I totally yeah, thought yeah. it was a ball of yarn too, but now I definitely see the owl Yeah, well. well, like later I did a ball of yarn. Well, that's why I thought. I was like, shape. oh, he's really into the and, yarn. Um, then, yeah, like, and I realized, like, the, there was, like, the, that thread, you know, that ties all the songs. Like, on, on both albums, there's that a note that is droning on every song that kind of, like, ties everything together, mm. like a piece of yarn. And then, like, after I'd chosen the name... I actually found out that yarns mean story in Irish. Really? And so I was like, wow, this is full circle. So many reasons. <laughs> but no like, kidding. yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, of like always reminded like with signs that I, like it's the name that, that, that was meant to be for that project. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. you're in here with a knitted sweater also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That wasn't on purpose, but now it is. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah. So where have you most recently performed live and what kind of future plans do you have for shows? Well, I, I perform mainly in Ottawa. Actually, like the playing live with yarns is pretty, it's not that old. Uh, I, I kind of like started a year and a half ago. And uh, at first I wanted to, to know if I was capable of doing it, playing by myself. So I played, I played mainly in Ottawa to make my hand at it. And uh, this year I, I started like touring a little bit. And this is what I want to do like in, in 2020, like really like pack my gear in my car and just drive and go play wherever. All I need to perform is like a power outlet that I can play wherever. Like, and so it's very easy. I, I, yeah, I don't need a PA. I don't need anything. So yeah, uh, the, the, the most recent one was uh, at Black Squirrel for the release, which was like so good. Sorry, I'm drifting away. I'm totally rambling. That's right. uh, yeah, it was like so much support. So many people I love in the room, which was super overwhelming. Yeah, I have batch stage fright, so... Uh, <laughs> Which I never would have noticed seeing you perform. Oh, okay, Never Good. would have known that, no. 
<laughs> I'm glad you're saying that. Kind of to tie to that, like how much planning uh, does it go to to plan your performance, considering you have all this stuff going on? You mean like uh, how much do I have to think about it? Like, uh, mm-hmm. oh, sometimes like it's very much last minute because like it's not a band, so like you don't have to you know contact the drummer. Not the drummer. I'm sorry, James. I mean the drummer, <laughs> the bassist, and be like, "Hey, can you do a gig?" And like, like it's just like, yeah, that happens like a bunch of times where it's like, "Hey, like I have last minute. You want to come over and play?" And I'm like, "Sure," but usually these ones are way more stressful because like uh, I'm like, "Oh, I wasn't mentally prepared for that." But sometimes that's even better, so because I don't have time to overthink it. Like you know, like be like, "Oh, I have a gig," like and. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, actually. <laughs> what is your, uh, do you have like a, a set routine of things that you do before a show? Yes, yes, very much. I'm very like superstitious and uh, and I would say OCD, but like I, it's not nice for people who actually have OCD to say that. Uh, but I, yeah, I eat an orange before every show. <laughs> I have a playlist uh, of like French rap that I blast in my car and it's ridiculous. I just like sing my guts out to, <laughs> to let the stress out. And then, uh, yeah, and then, then I eat a granola bar and <laughs> that's it. everything I'm saying is true. I do that before every show. Uh, <laughs> and if I don't have it, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna mess up. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever not had it? <laughs> yeah, it happened. And uh, it, it went well. It like, went fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're able to to over get over the little mental block. Yeah, I I, I can. Another thing I I do too uh, for the people following me on Instagram, I I got a few questions of it about that. Uh, it's uh, I, I'm a big fan of Bruce Springsteen. Like the other day with a friend, we watched like the that documentary that that show that happened on on Netflix. Like he's on Broadway, and like the entire concert is him like saying some like really inspirational quote kind of over the top but he is over the top yeah so that friend for, made me as a present for christmas like these little like cards with like a bruce springsteen's quote that i <laughs> open before every show and that i read like just like to feel like i have the boss on my shoulder <laughs> i actually met bruce springsteen once like really yeah like where in, uh, in stockholm wow okay like, like in the most random way when i was playing with that band actually like okay. uh, and uh we were playing in stockholm and then the next morning I was wandering by myself and then all of a sudden, boom, like the boss shows up. And I, I, I just like started talking with, with him and he happened to be like such a nice guy. I yeah, It's it was, always nice when it turns out that they're not dicks. Especially a guy that has like such, you know, a, you know like a massive effect a, on yeah, you. Yeah, he's kind of a myth, right? It was and totally I, meant to be like you were meant to. It felt like it. Uh, you were meant to kind of cross paths yeah and like I, I he was like so what are you doing here and i was like well i'm, I'm with my band uh we're touring and you know what he probably didn't care about but he was like so what's the name of your band and just talking and um and yeah so like he i had a camera he took the camera and he said a little word for the band that's on youtube right now oh that's cool <laughs> yeah like the the nicest guy ever uh and yeah yeah that was amazing. that's a cool tour story for sure yeah so i've got your album here and it's a two-parter. Yeah. So we've got winter, spring, and then summer, fall. And I might have said that backwards. I'm not sure. Oh, it, it, it's the point. Like, there's no order. They oh, can, there's they no can order. can be listened to any direction. All uh, right. Yeah. So what's the inspiration behind, first of all, the naming of it with the seasons and everything? It's funny because I was just talking with, like, the... I don't know. I didn't catch his name, but the guy in charge of the production. Jeff? Yeah. Uh, that like in Belgium we don't really have seasons. Uh, it's like like ninety percent of rain, uh, and um, 
when I moved here, I was so amazed by like having actual actual like cycles in the year. It, and plus, like, you know, the looping I do, like cycles or something like very okay, yeah. season-like about it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and uh, thematic. And uh, like the, all the songs were recorded over the course of like, like very dead of seasons. Is, does that make sense? Like, no, I mean like, like the peak of seasons. Okay. Uh, and uh, both albums can be, you know, like I said, they're tied by that one note. So you can listen to them in any order, just like the seasons, you know, it's like a cycle. I'm making lots of gestures as, as I speak <laughs> for people listening right now. So that was the inspiration, just like cycles and loops, because the music I play relies heavily on that. Okay. Loops, yeah. What, um, what kind of a message are you trying to bring across with this album or with both albums, perhaps? It's a lot about monsters. Is it really? Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, like we were talking about that Sauron thing. Uh, yeah, uh, just like I, I don't know. I believe like we all have like um, a monster. Uh, oh, like internal monster. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, and oh, uh, and it's just like how do you live with it? Uh, okay. Yeah, like when I I left Belgium, like I was like really like struggling with my own and uh, and yeah, like like uh being so far and like trying to understand what was happening in my head like yarns kind of came out of that yeah and uh like a lot of like the process are about that like uh you know that that monster we all have and it's different for everyone it seemed very like introspective to me for sure yeah oh yeah very much like i i'm i'm definitely not in any type of music i wrote i was never like into like talking about politics or like it's very selfish music. That's how I call it's it. The theme oh, of the band. Wouldn't necessarily put it. Maybe more like personal than selfish. Oh, maybe that's a better word. <laughs> Self-expression. Yeah, but like even the fact that I want to do it by myself from the start, I was like, it's it's I I want this thing to be ninety-five percent just me, because like I I I just wanted to see what happens when it's just like me in charge of like everything. Like like I said, like the artwork. The, the text, the the music, the so performance. You, you did the artwork as well then? Yeah, everything. You came up with the logo and all that? Yeah, yeah, That's all cool. the drawings I, I, I draw. You're a I draw very myself. talented man, my friend. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't even know what I'm looking at half the time, but it's really cool. Cool. That's kind of <laughs> the point. I'm, it's yeah. all up to your interpretation, it's a right? Abstract. Yeah, well, a, sort of abstract. Every, every bubble is is one of the songs. Uh, oh, okay. Because like when I compose a song for yarns, I get really like you know like I I, I dig and dig and dig, and uh, when I like a, a way to take a break from all that is just like to start drawing, like to just like get to a, another type of art. Like it just like opens the window a mm -hmm. little bit and. Uh, yeah, and then I was like, I might as well use these drawings for it, and yeah. Right on. Yeah. So we're going to listen to a song. Cool. Um, what song would you like us to listen to? Uh, well, I, I would say, like, given, like, the fact it's almost winter, White Out would probably be the good one. It's on the new album. I released a live video for it, and uh, it's, it's a, a song that... I had the idea of it like driving on the 401 and it, there was a snowstorm and I had a panic attack at the wheel. I mean, internal, I didn't show it because there was someone else in the car and I, I wanted to play it cool, but... <laughs> just white knuckle drive though? Yeah, I was just like, I mean, like for a European driving on the 401, it's like... Especially in a whiteout. Holy, uh, yeah. holy cow. Yeah, like, it's not fun. But like whiteout in my head and like in the snow and I was like on that, that five lane highway or six or four, I don't even know, but 
anyway. depends on where you are on it, but yeah. What's that? I said it depends on where you are on the 401. It's all of the above. It's six, at the five, entrance four. of Toronto, you know, when you have all these cars oh, cutting you yeah, off and all. A, and yeah. uh, I mean, I, I, mean I was already working on the song and then I was like, oh my God, this is this is what it was, a whiteout. And um, that's, the, that's the song. Right on. Well, this is Whiteout by Yarns.
So we're back in the studio with Yarns, and that was White Out. Now I've got one more question for you, and it is my classic dumbass question of the week. Cool. So if you could be reborn into any era, what era would you choose, oh and why? I don't, uh, I, I don't know. Early 90s? It could be anything throughout time. You could go back to Anything like, throughout time. Even the future. If you really wanted to, if you can describe me a, a I've future setting that, that you think you want to live in. I, no, I think I think I would go back to early nineties. Back to the early nineties. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was a I was a kid at that time, but you don't want to be your age. I, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. Like why is the, that? The grunge vibe and all. Like and uh, I don't know. There was something about the nineties. Like maybe I'm talking like an old fart, but like <laughs> there, I don't know. There was something really cool about it. So I think I would just go back there, or like maybe go see Led Zeppelin would be nice. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I would go see Nirvana. Yeah. Nirvana over Led Zeppelin? Yeah, I yeah? think so. Yeah, I, I love both, but ah, come on, Nirvana. Yeah. yeah. First album I ever owned uh, in utero when I was a kid. Like, yeah. Still one of my favorite albums Huge of all album. time. Yeah. yeah. I always preferred I want to Nevermind. Uh, sorry, that's totally not what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to answer the question, I would go see Nirvana. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> that's it. I would go to a Nirvana concert. Right on, man. Cool. Well, thank you for coming in. Thank you very much. Thank you. And all the best of luck. Everybody check out Yarns. He's got two albums out now, Winter, Spring, and Summer, Fall. And uh, where can they check you out, bud? Spotify. And for social media, I'm I'm more active on Instagram. Okay. uh, Yarns.music. Yeah. And also, uh, if if people like what they're hearing with Yarns, like I, I... I just started releasing my work as a composer. I, I composed some music for some plays, and uh, it's not yarns, but it's like it's kind of like the same mind. So yeah, if you like yarns, you maybe you like that too. There you go. Awesome, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Heavy in Ottawa. Brought to you by The Coven, Ottawa's heavy metal-themed restaurant, 93 Murray Street in the Byward Market. Heavy in Ottawa. Presented by rebel1017.com. Next up, James is going to give us a peek into some local events for the next couple of weeks. So this Thursday, December 12th at the Brass Monkey, Rebel 1017 presents the Real Rock Concert Series with Danko Jones being supported by locals Double Experience and Onion Face. This Friday, December 13th at Prest, the Mono Times are hosting a holiday fundraiser in support of the Ottawa Boys and Girls Club, also featuring deliverables and an acoustic performance by Elementals. This Saturday, December 14th at the Dominion Tavern, Toronto rock artist Taylor Knox is going to be supported by Jackie Neville from Ottawa. Next Thursday, December 19th at Babylon Nightclub, Ottawa slash Kingston slash Toronto indie rockers Casador will be playing along with locals Triag, Royal, and Rebel. Next Friday, December 20th at Mavericks, the Diamond Mine Agency and Beyond the Pit present We Wish You a Metal Christmas number 5, featuring Worthless Agony, Sinful Ways, Gland, and Ominous Eclipse. Also next Friday and above Mavericks at Café de Cuff, the Sarandons from Toronto will be playing with locals Stoby, Adam Ferrist, and Dark Desire. And next Saturday, December 21st, just over the bridge in Gatineau at Minotaur, there will be a metal Christmas bash featuring Fractures and Outlines, Death Note Silence, Salem Trials, and Storm Like Wolves. And don't forget, Yarns is also playing at Avant Garde uh, this upcoming Monday. December 16th. That's right. 
we'll leave you now with Storm Like Wolves and Blackout. Thanks for listening to Heavy in Ottawa. I'm Laura. And I'm James. Wishing everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. We'll see you in the new year. Take care, everyone.
been listening to the Heavy in Ottawa podcast from Rebel1017.com with Laura Collins and James Reed. Brought to you by The Coven, Ottawa's heavy metal themed restaurant, 93 Murray Street in the Byward Market. New episodes posted twice monthly. Join the Heavy in Ottawa Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. Heavy in Ottawa. Presented by Rebel1017.com.